There is much more light in the Northern Hemisphere today than there was yesterday. This will be the case for 90 more days until the pendulum shifts back the other way. But perhaps now is not the time to bring that up. It is time to tell you that this is another edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement, and I'm the same version of Sean Tubbs. On today's show, several stories out of last week's Albemarle Economic Development Authority meeting, including the pursuit of a designated outdoor recreation area for somewhere in urban Albemarle. The Crozet Community Advisory Committee learns about transportation projects in the area. Members of the Lewis and Clark Exploratory Center's Board of Directors talked forgiveness with the Albemarle EDA in closed session and an update on the Broadway blueprint in Albemarle County. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Rivanna Conservation Alliance wants wildlife and nature photographers to enter their first-ever photography contest. They want high-resolution photos related to the Rivanna watershed, and the winning entries will be displayed at the 2022 Riverfest celebration on May 1st. The two categories are 16 and under and those over the age of 17. You can send up to two entries, and the work might be used to supplement Rivanna Conservation Alliance publications. For more information, visit rivannariver.org. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority met with leaders of the Lewis and Clark Exploratory Center in closed session last week to share information about the nonprofit's ability to pay back a loan that dates back to 2013. Malou Stark is the president of the center's board of directors. The pandemic, of course, dealt us a hefty blow, as it did, I think, most nonprofits. We were not able to open during most of the pandemic. We began very small last fall with very private, small group tours of two or three people at a time. That's important, as the center owes just over $125,000 to the EDA for the loan, which was taken out to cover higher-than-expected construction costs to build the center in Dardentau Park. The Charlottesville Economic Development Authority also contributed $130,000 for that purpose and has said it will forgive the loan if the Albemarle EDA follows suit. However, the Albemarle EDA has consistently indicated they expect repayment. Stark and fellow board member Sarah Gran met with economic development staff before the meeting to speak privately about the issue. Here's Gran. We took away uh, the thoughts and ideas um, that were addressed um, a week ago and really wanted to hear what um, the EDA was saying about repayment of this loan and that we take it seriously. The EDA told the center board members that they want a plan for repayment. Stark said the center sees an ability to bring in more revenue to do so now that it can open. We've continued renting out our building and we have been very successful during the pandemic in uh, getting grants that we have gone after and have been awarded to us. Stark said the center will resume holding its summer camp later this year and that will be one source of revenue. However, schools are not yet booking the property for field trips. The EDA met with Stark and Grand to discuss that matter in closed session. At the closed session, they also discussed an economic development project with the codename Cocky. 
There was no action on any of these matters after the closed session, but there will be more from the Albemarle Economic Development Authority meeting later on in this newsletter. You can watch the whole thing on the county's YouTube page in a link in the newsletter. And, you know, wouldn't it be great if you did that? Just go look and click. Let's see their numbers go up. This month, all of Albemarle's seven advisory committees have been briefed on transportation projects from the county's planning staff. In recent years, Albemarle has been successful at securing money for projects, such as the conversion of the Route 151 and US 250 intersection near Crozet to a roundabout. On March 8, 2022, the Crozet Community Advisory Committee had their turn. Planning manager Kevin McDermott explained how the process works in Albemarle. We regularly update a list of transportation priorities, and this list basically is every project that's been identified in. Those projects are identified in master plans, small area plans, corridor plans, and so on. And then we uh, evaluate all of those projects based on a set of metrics, uh, which we think kind of capture really the needs of a transportation system. So those include uh, measuring them for safety, congestion, economic development, accessibility, land use, and environmental impact. That ranking system is similar to the one used by the Virginia Department of Transportation in their smart scale process. That's one of many sources of revenue for transportation projects, and McDermott said the priority list is used to help position projects for applications. For the past few years, Albemarle has used a capital fund called transportation leveraging that is used to come up with local matches for local projects. Other sources include a revenue sharing program with VDOT and a transportation alternatives program that is for projects for non-motorized users of the public realm. These projects uh, are are things that would cost uh, definitely under a million, and it requires a 20% local match. Major projects in the Crozet area include the southern extension of Eastern Avenue. That's at number eight. That has been a plan on paper for many years, but when it came time to apply for funding, the cost estimates were out of date. And so we decided to move forward with an engineering study using local funding. Um, And so that engineering study actually was uh, also looked at the location, potential locations of Eastern Avenue. The county will find out in April if VDOT will award funds to the Eastern Avenue project, which could have a cost of around $25 million. Other projects in the area include conversion of US 250 and Virginia Route 40 into a roundabout, and a smart-scale application for a roundabout at Old Trail Drive and US 250 at Western Albemarle High School. The transportation priority list will be re-examined as part of Albemarle's ongoing review of the comprehensive plan, including new projects suggested in the recent update of the Crozet Master Plan, like that last roundabout we talked about. For more on this meeting, also go take a look on YouTube, click it, and, you know, maybe watch it. See how civics works in a digital Zoom age uh, while you can. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority has adopted a resolution releasing Habitat for Humanity of Greater Charlottesville of its obligations related to a ground lease for the Southwood Mobile Home Park. According to Albemarle's property records, Habitat purchased the land and trailers at Southwood on March 1, 2007. 
Senior Assistant County Attorney Richard Deloria said the Albemarle EDA took on the note for some of the debt in 2010. Long story short is the EDA assumed uh, a $6 million obligation um, that was secured uh, by a deed that was um, presented to the EDA. Deloria said Habitat paid back the funding in the form of rent to the EDA, but now Habitat is seeking to refinance. That means they needed to clear up the obligation to the EDA. The uh, Habitat would like a deed of release from the EDA and also a termination agreement um, for, uh, for the lease. The vote to adopt the resolution was unanimous. As of the March 15, 2022 EDA meeting, Habitat had not completed the refinancing packet. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time for our second Patreon-fueled shout-out. You don't need the luck of the Irish to be safe and comfortable in your own home. To see what you can do to get the most out of your own home, contact LEAP, your local energy nonprofit, to schedule a home energy assessment this month. It's just $45 for city and county residents. LEAP also offers free home weatherization to income and age-qualifying residents. If someone in your household is age 60 or older, or you have an annual household income of less than $74,950, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. more segments, and they're all from the Albemarle EDA meeting from March 15th. It was chock full of information that you're going to get here on Charlottesville Community Engagement. The proposed budget for Albemarle County for fiscal year 2023 contains a recommendation from County Executive Jeffrey Richardson that will give the Albemarle Economic Development Authority a large pot of money to use to help close deals, such as Project Cocky, perhaps. Here's Roger Johnson, the county's economic development director. So our board has uh, heard the recommendation from Jeff, Mr. Richardson, to put $5 million back into the economic development investment pool. And that would uh, sort of uh, reestablish our investment pool that we have been spending over the last four years or so and is getting uh, lowered as, as every project comes along. The source of that $5 million is funding left over from fiscal year 21. These funds are often used to cover the county's match for grants, such as the Virginia Jobs Investment Program, VGIP, and the Agriculture and Foresty Industries Development Fund, AFID. The latter was used to help Potter's Craft Cider in Albemarle renovate Nave Hall to become its tasting room and production facility, and the EDA contributed $50,000. This week, Governor Glenn Youngkin awarded the first AFID grant of his administration to Hidden Pines Meat Processing in Madison County. According to a press release, that company has been operating for more than 20 years, is expanding to year-round operations, and the idea is to add USDA inspection services to meet surging consumer demand for locally produced meats. Johnson said having a dedicated pool allows his team to work without getting an appropriation for each development project. Stay tuned to more about these projects. 
Albemarle County is considering taking advantage of new state laws that allow the use of designated outdoor refreshment areas to help boost tourism and economic development. Here's Roger Johnson once again. It's a geographic area licensed by the ABC annually that allows the consumption of alcoholic beverages, wine, beer, mixed beverages, within public spaces or inside a business without an ABC license as long as the business owner agrees. The town of Scottsville has used its door license on two occasions so far. The city of Charlottesville has discussed the idea but has not pursued one due to a majority of the last city council not appearing to support it. Under the DORA, a nonprofit group would hold the ABC license. A business improvement district could also hold the license, but there are none in Albemarle County. What's allowed is up to 16 events per year. Each event can be no longer than three days. You need a letter of support from the locality. In this case, it would be Albemarle County. You have to pay, you have to submit an ABC application, and there's a fee associated with that. Beverages must be in designated containers, and Johnson said he's met with the Albemarle Police Department to get their feedback on the events. EDA director from the Scottsville District, Stuart Munson, praised the DORA that was set up for Scottsville for two events so far. We uh, saw a significant increase in traffic, both on the street and in businesses, and we had no problems whatsoever. Other potential uses for a Dora in Albemarle are in Crozet and at Stonefield. But what about the woolen mills? The Albemarle Economic Development Office has completed a planning study for a portion of the county around the woolen mills factory on the western banks of the Rivanna River. The general idea was to take the 46 and a half acres that are located on the Broadway corridor uh, and turn that into a place that people businesses and activity all all occur at the same time and everyone would like to be there. Recommendations in the plan include creation of an arts and cultural district, creation of a business association for the corridor, increased bike and pedestrian facilities, design of a multimodal streetscape, and enhanced public transit. The report was delayed by COVID, and during that time, Albemarle has adopted a new value of community, which stands for equity and inclusion. That has meant a new round of recommendations after the Broadway blueprint was looked at through an equity lens. The new recommendations include connectivity to all outside communities, including the city. We were talking about it being a county-only type project, but there's some surrounding neighborhoods that we believe it makes sense to connect to as well. It also includes targeted programming and the use of public space to serve the broader neighborhoods. The item was on the consent agenda for the March 16, 2022 meeting of the Board of Supervisors. On Thursday, the Charlottesville-Albemarle Metropolitan Planning Organization Policy Board will take up an alignment for a pedestrian and bike bridge that would connect possibly to the woolen mills at either Chesapeake Street or East Market Street. I'll have a preview of that coming up in an upcoming version of Charlottesville Community Engagement.
But that's the end of this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. And I thank you very much for listening. And this, of course, was one that was pretty much dedicated to Albemarle County. The next one will be all about Charlottesville, with maybe some other things thrown in here and there. The whole point of this newsletter and podcast is to bring as much information about all of the moving parts all over this community. That's perhaps the best way to see what's going on at a tall, tall level way above the sky or something like that. I don't know. I improvise these and maybe I should write them down. But what I usually tend to say is something like this is supported by listeners and readers and you can join them, the the hundreds of people who are doing so, by signing up through Substack. Any amount happens to be great. $5 a month, $50 a year, $200 a year. No matter what you do at that amount, the company Ting will match that amount, which is great because it ensures that I can, you know, keep building a ladder to, 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 to keep seeing that bigger view, which means gathering as much information as I can and bringing it to you in as many different ways as possible. I am so grateful for this work and so grateful that you are listening and hopefully sharing it with all of your friends. Uh, do appreciate that. I'm Sean Tubbs. This is the end of the program. It's also the beginning of getting the next one out. So let's just stay going down the train of more light and safe by the way. I don't know what I'm saying. Goodbye. Goodbye.